Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of May 8th, 2023. I'm your host, Zach. And I'm your co-host, Chris. And uh, we got a bunch of stuff to dive in, so let's jump right in. And we'll kick things off with some trailers, and we got the, the uh, first show this week for Meg to the Trench, which is a sequel to the uh, 2018 Jason Statham versus the Giant Shark movie, The Meg. Um, and yeah, Jason Statham's back as uh, you know deep sea rescue expert slash giant shark expert uh, Jonas Taylor, and then uh, we've got a new. There's a new like research project to go. They're like basically they're at the very very bottom of the Mariana Trench, and uh, they un- awaken a bunch of m- a bunch more Megs. There's three Megs now running around, along with like other weird prehistoric creatures like giant octopuses and um, other like weird <laughs> prehistoric creatures, and they're running all over the globe eating people. And so yeah, Jay Statham is has to come back and fight them. And I think the big th- the big thing with this one too is that uh, he's joined by uh, Wu Jing, the Wolf Warrior himself. Um, I, I guess I guess like still they're, they're still trying to like like capitalize trying to get that Chinese Chinese money because I think the Meg was like a big Chinese Chinese release because they had like the I think like one of the set pieces was like at, like one of the big like Chinese like uh, like beach like areas, and then they had like they had like um. Was it was it Lee Bingbing was in it or like or uh like a like bunch of like Chinese like actors were in the Meg the first one. And whose daughter is like there in this that carries over to this movie? That's not Jason Statham's daughter, right? I think I think it's like the little girl from the first one. Now she's grown up, but like I don't know if like Statham and like. <laughs> Her mom got married, or like she's like, "Hey, I'm still here, even though you're, my mom's not here anymore, but I'm I'm here." <laughs> like, so that's weird. Did he adopt her? Did she just get abandoned? Maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe it's gonna open with like uh, <laughs> the mom getting eaten by a Meg or something. Like, oh no, she got eaten by a Meg. And I think they're in a different ocean, right? Well, I think in the first one they were still in the uh I think they were in like the like Mariana Trench area. Or it was like it was like uh Is there is definitely some sort of like um like yeah, yeah, they were they were like I th- I don't I don't think they get, they quite got to like the bottom of the Mariana Trench in the first one, but now in this one they have gotten to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. But yeah, so yeah, three Megs are around. Uh, looks like a lot of like crazy shark mayhem and like giant shark, like, kaiju-sized sharks like going around eating like entire boats. Like there's a there's a flashback to like a, a Meg eating a T-Rex. <laughs> and do you think that's the same Meg we're following in the movie, or they're just saying that the Megalodons were a thing? I think I think it's I, I, it's just like yeah, I think it's just like a Meg like it's like oh. You thought you thought T Rexes are bad, like the Meg, like. I guess I'm guessing they also want us to forget that in Jurassic Park they had that too. Well, they had the the Mosasaur in Jurassic World. Ah, the Mosasaur. Which that, that's that's, that's they should have like a that should be one of the things that escaped too is like a Mosasaur or something or like have a Mosasaur fight a, a Meg. That'll be a third. That should be like the third one, like Mosasaur versus Meg. I wonder, if, I wonder if that squid's gonna fight because like, there is like a giant octopus or something. This one, like if this is gonna be like a high budget version of like that asylum movie, like Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. We can only hope. Except we have now, now we have Jason Statham instead of Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> and uh, I think the, the big thing about this movie too is uh, Ben Wheatley is directing it, who has directed a lot of like. Interesting, kind of like more indie or like more like um, you know, like he, he directed like Free Fire, that movie where like it was like 
like uh like Brie Larson and all like it was like the entire movie the entire movie was like one big shootout in like the 70s and then like uh High Rise like that Tom Hilston movie so uh, he likes movies where people are tracking things yeah and I feel like, I think this is like his first like huge like blockbuster movie so it'll be interesting to see like what his like what he brings like this crazy shark movie so um so yeah so make two tries it's me August 4th so get ready for that it's definitely it's definitely the uh the, the summer of Statham or like the year of Statham because like it's we there's been a drought of Statham movies in like the last you know couple of years like like there was definitely there was there wasn't any Jason Statham movie last year I think the year before that was like one Jason Statham movie but I mean this this year we've got we already had Operation Fortune which I think is coming to like Prime Video or something soon or it's gonna be on, it's on DVD soon that movie like that movie bombed horrible at box office but it's it's coming soon to like other places and then he's gonna be in Fast X. Um, and then, yeah, he's going to be it. And then, yeah, the Meg 2. So. Oh, and, and Expendables 4. If that, if, if, if Expendables 4 comes out this year, too. Like, it's four it's four Statham movies. Are they finished filming Expendables 4? I think so. I think they're, I think they're like, it's in post-production. Or it's, it's, like, it's supposed to come out in, like, September this year. So, I mean, hope, we'll probably get a trailer, like, in the next month or two here, probably. I kind of, like, haven't heard anything besides, hey, we made this movie. Like, yeah. did you? Like, 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 Tony John, ja like, Iko, like, they're, they're all, they're all funny. Iko Uwe and, like, uh, Megan Fox is in it and, like, 50 Cent's in it and Tony Jaw's in it. <laughs> like, well, 50 Cent's makes sense. Yeah. Do they really know Megan Fox? Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like she's like an old. It's like it's our old Expendables friend, <laughs> Megan, who would have been yeah. ten when like all our adventures started. Yeah. But you know, speaking of the Expendables, um, one of the one of the Expendables or one of the former Expendables, uh, our patron saint Arnold Schwarzenegger, has a documentary series coming to Netflix in June. So a three part documentary about his like basically Arnold's, Arnold's entire life from you know rural it, it seems like it's basically gonna be like total recall like his, his like autobiography but like in documentary series form so it's basically like like his like childhood in, in Austria to like him becoming like entering the world of bodybuilding to like I was like becoming like the biggest star in Hollywood to like governor of california and now in the presence and then it's gonna have all kinds of never before seen footage and interviews with like arnold and other people in like his you know his sphere of of influence i wonder if they're gonna like i know he wants to show the good and the bad of his side but mm-hmm. are we ever gonna get like sort of like his explanation of like why the maid <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like, like in the trailer, I feel like they're like, like hinting, like he's gonna talk about that part. Uh, it seems yeah. like, yeah. So I think, that, uh, yeah, I think, that I think definitely is a why. Yeah, I, th- I think we're gonna like, yeah, he's, I think he's, this could be like a like a warts and all kind of like look at his life. He kind of brags, like I had it all, I was great, and you're like, okay, Arnold, why the maid? <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, def- like all, like yeah, all, all kinds of like new footage from like his like bodybuilding days and like you know behind the scenes of movies and like like when he was like the governor and so um and also it looks like like re- like reenactments of like his childhood in like Austria, which might be kind of weird, but uh, I mean, I, th- I think I think we'll all definitely be watching it. When it comes out, uh, so it's June 9th. It's gonna be a three-part, three-episode uh, Netflix documentary series. And then uh, last trailer, we got the, tr- the first trailer for the uh, the first big like post-Walking Dead spinoff, uh, the Walking Dead Dead City, which brings back uh, Lauren Cohan and Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Megan uh, Negan. And they have to go into post-apocalyptic Manhattan because Maggie's uh, son Herschel gets kidnapped by raiders who are holding him in Manhattan, and then they have to like, go in and you know see like this whole Manhattan's basically become like it's it's it's, it's become, like zombie escape from New York, where it's just like this like cu- totally cut off weird new society of like criminals and like zombie like like hybrids. Fuck- there's well, 
well, it, it, there's like it's definitely like I, I think they they kind of hinted at it at the end of like the, the main Walking Dead series, but like the zombies were like evolving, like they could like climb like walls and like like you know like start doing like things they weren't doing before. And then it looks like in this trailer we got like parkour zombies, like they're like <laughs> they're turning to like 28 days later zombies, where they're like doing parkour, and then also like some sort of weird like the zombies like fused together into like a blob, like kind of like like the Last of Us style. There's like a and like the Last of Us was like this like like infected like weird crazy like like a th- like a, like 20 like 20 infected like fused fused together into one thing. Wait, so did that, that happen in Last of Us? Yeah, well, in yeah, like there's like. Uh, I think I think it was like Last of Us Two. There was like a like there's okay. the, the, some of the bosses. There was like a this like weird like giant kind of fused together like monstrosity and like uh in in the, the trailer for like Dead City there's like this like it looks like a like a like it's like three or four zombies kind of fused together into like this like one blob monstrosity thing. So that's so I, that, that's that's kind of interesting. Like like they're like evolving in like the zombie style. Like they're like like getting more like different zombie types in there and stuff so that's kind of interesting and, and the manhattan like the manhattan new york setting is kind of interesting they're, they're, they're definitely going to like like a bunch of like famous landmarks you, you can see them like destroy like madison square garden and like other manhattan landmarks yeah i mean they predominantly show madison square garden and this generic new york city landscape but well i think they, they definitely shot a lot in new york city like they, there's there's a lot like they shot like a bunch of like you know, famous landmarks in in New York. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably check out the first couple episodes to see what it is. <laughs> and then go from there. Did you, did you, did you, I think you, did you ever like finish Walking Dead or like, where did you like, did you like. I just saw like the recaps. And that was <laughs> you watch recaps, yeah. Yeah, the last I season... might see some more, but I mean, a lot of it was wrapped up well, so yeah. I don't need to see more. Mm-hmm. I mean, this takes place what a year late? No, some four years later. It, it definitely, it definitely seems like it's, it's a significant time afterwards, because like Herschel in at the end, like Maggie said, Herschel at the end of like the actual show was like eight or like ten, maybe like like. Definitely like a like a preteen, like he's like not. I would say probably like around like eight or nine. And then in this show, it looks like he's like mid teens, like like probably like thirteen to fourteen, probably at least, if not more. So yeah, it's, it's, it, it seems like it's probably been a couple of years since like the end of like the main show. And if and if it it, it really lean, lean into like the like the craziness of like. You know, like whatever Manhattan's become post apocalypse, that that'd be kind of fun, probably. Like if they if they like go full escape from New York, just have like a bunch of, like just lunatics running around. Mm. There's some sort of like, like there's some sort of like family or like group that's running like running like the crime, whatever this like group that Cadet Herschel is, and and then the big the thing is like Negan like has like a history with them, so that's why like Maggie recruits Negan to like go with her is like, oh, you know these people. Or you worked with these people before or something? Maybe it's like their trademark Negan look. Because he made all... Like, he made one of his gangs be, like, Negans. Like, they didn't know who the real Negan was. Well, that was, like, that was like the thing of, like, the same... They was, like, oh, yeah, everyone just says they're Negan. So, like, no one... So, like, if they, where they run into, like, no one knows who Negan is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's going to start uh, June 18th on AMC and then and also AMC Plus there uh from from what I've heard not good streaming service so um whichever one you have you can check it out there and then moving on to some uh some sequel news so last last week we talked about Cliffhanger getting a sequel and this week we found out about some more sequels or like additional information so uh Beetlejuice 2 has been officially confirmed I think it's been kind of rumored for years but um, it's been like officially confirmed over at Warner Brothers. Um, Michael Keaton's coming back as Beetlejuice. Uh, Jenna Ortega is gonna play uh, Lydia's daughter and, and gonna co-star with Michael Keaton. And I think and then breaking I think breaking right before we started is also uh, uh, Monica Bellucci is gonna be playing Beetlejuice's wife. What? <laughs> yeah, that's I was like I saw that I'm like wait what? But yeah, that was a Hollywood reporter, so that's apparently yeah, she's apparently in like negotiations to co-star 
as Beetlejuice's wife. So apparently Beetlejuice got married in the time since the original movie. And uh, I think I think and Tim Burton's I think is come, is gonna um, direct back to, is back to direct it. And uh, Catherine O'Hara is also going to come back, and uh, Winona Ryder is coming back, and uh, Justin Theroux is going to join the cast. So a a pretty like ex- like new, uh, like a really like wide array of like returning people and new people for Beetlejuice too. I don't. There's no. There's no details about what the plot is going to be, but um, I don't. I don't, I don't think it's going to be like what was, what was the sequel? Surf like Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. That was like the classic. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was more like Tim Burton labeled it and then did it so that no one could touch it because they're like they bought the. I think like I forgot who owns the the rights of Beetlejuice, but he did it in a way that if they were to make it within a certain time limit, I think. Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian goes first, or that was his exact like I would make that movie, and then they backed off of it. Yeah. There's like some weird reason why he did it that way. But uh, it does it does have a September sixth, twenty twenty four release, so it's gonna be next year, um, next fall. Um, it's, it's it's taking the date that uh, Blade was gonna have, so Blade got pushed back because of production issues and like the writer strike. So Blade it was originally gonna come out next September. Now uh, Beetlejuice Two is coming out. So yeah, so hopefully hopefully we hear some more about that in the upcoming months here. And then we also got some news that we're getting a sequel to Lord of War, the Nicolas Cage movie. Um, so, and with Nicolas Cage is coming back, um, and he's going to be joined by Bill Skarsgård, who's going to play his son, and they're still going to be in, like, the world, you know, they're still arms dealers, like, uh, picking up from where the first story left, uh, the first movie left off. I kind of wish they didn't, because the first movie was such a good, like, standalone. Yeah. I feel like a TV show would have worked better for Lord of War if they just redid the first thing, but I get I get why they want to go back because Lord of War was like a surprisingly good Nick Cage movie. No one was prepared for it. Yeah. And I, I guess I guess the plot is is um like uh like like Nicholas Cage like like his character like Uriel finds out, he finds out he's a son, but then um. His his son is like uh like against like against like his like biz- like he has like, he's like I like I like <laughs> like I'm gonna like t- I'm gonna top you as like like the, the world's war. greatest yeah I'm gonna become like even bigger warlord than you are so so they're basically like at, like they're at war with each other they're the oh. lords of war yeah that's an interesting twist and uh, Andrew Nicole is coming back um he directed the first one um. And yeah, that's gonna it's gonna start shooting, uh, or it's it's in production right it's like pre production right now. So yeah, so hopefully more details about that uh, soon as well. But that's if if they if they go like full like if they like Bill Skarsgård and Nicholas Cage go full crazy against each other, that'd be pretty that probably be pretty cool. <laughs> just like those who just like going off. Even though he kind of looks like Nick Cage, I guess. I, I don't know how much like Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I definitely need to see the uh, original one again. I haven't seen the original one in like years. <laughs> it still holds up. Yeah. So uh, we also this week got a bunch of uh, TV cancellations because I think it's I think it's upfront time where they're like the 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 main like traditional networks are like doing their like they're like showing off the new shows and kind of like their schedules for the fall and like you know like canceling renewing shows to like uh, like after they clear space for these new shows so um, we got a bunch of cancellations so CBS canceled. Uh, East New York, which is like a Jimmy Smith's like police procedural show, and also True Lies. 
are both canceled. So I'm glad I jumped off Kachu Lives after like two episodes. <laughs> Apparently everyone else thought that the show was as terrible as I did, so. No loss. Yep. And then. Um, Wait, did this season finish? I'm assuming they probably, f- like, like, I don't know how many episodes it was, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it finished like its first season and then they canceled it, so. Wow. I, I <laughs> felt like. Hopefully they didn't end a cliffhanger thing. They're preview of it, and then, yeah. then they're like, oh, we should finish this and then cancel. Usually it's like, you know it's going to get canceled halfway through the premiere. But, like, it was no so, fanfare. So, so it's, st- it's still, it's it's going to, it's end, so it's, now it's the series finale is next week. So, there's, there's, so like so I said, they totally were targeting it for, like, probably metrics going, no one's watching this. Yeah. It had around, like, 2 million viewers an episode, it looks like. I mean, that's still pretty good for, I guess, you know, like, that's not bad, but I guess not to CBS standards. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think it was doing well in, like, the, um, like, 18 to 49, which is, like, the, like, you know, the, the sweet spot that everyone looks for. Like, it had, like, a, it had like a point two, which is not good. Um, But, yeah, so ne- ne- next next week... Next week is two episodes, and then that's that's now the series finale of True Lies. Hopefully, it did not a cliffhanger. <laughs> uh, and then there were they initially CBS canceled SWAT, but then they reversed that and then uncanceled SWAT. So SWAT was going to be canceled, and then like I don't like apparently something like they re- they rethought it or something happened. They're like, oh no, we're not, actually not canceling SWAT. So so SWAT, so SWAT is going to get a seventh season. I can't and believe there's seven, seven, seven seasons on that show. Yeah. And I believe, Have you seen any of that? I've never seen SWAT, no. I saw, oh, like, actually, the first actually, season. I, I, think, I think I watched the first episode, and I was like, meh. <laughs> this, is like, this is, like, the most generic, like... This is, like, the most CBS-ass CBS show. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not as subtle as Blue Bloods, surprisingly. It It's just, like, way more, like, cops do no wrong! Yeah. So uh, they also uh, over at the CW, uh, they have canceled uh, Kung Fu and the Winchesters. So after uh, Winchesters only got one season, and Kung Fu had like I think two seasons or three seasons. And I like it's not official yet, but like there's rumors that like pretty much every other show that's CW might get canceled. Like all the, all their most of their drama shows are probably get canceled just because like the they have the new owners that bought it post like HBO Max Discovery merger. Like because H I think HBO Warner Brothers like owned the CW or like a, a huge chunk of the but a majority of the CW and they sold it to NextStar, which is like a, a kind of regional TV station company. And I think they're look, they're like trying they're looking to like make it more of like a you know trying to like do like unscripted shows and like less expensive drama shows. So, uh, it, like the rumors are apparently like like if you have a if you have a CW favorite CW show, uh, it's not looking good. <laughs> I think they also canceled like that the like Walker Independence like that like prequel to like their like new the reboot walker and i think i think the only show like got renewed at the cw right now is walker like it's but it's, it got like a like a shortened season season four so it's by like the last season of that show <laughs> and then there's like room like the rumor is probably like like superman lois is probably gonna cancel even though it's like probably doing well like critical critic wise and um whatever other like whatever there's like cw shows like are currently airing are probably gonna get canceled And then I think NBC um, like renewed most of their stuff. Like all the like, all the Chicago shows are renewed, and like uh, I think like the lot like the, the Law and Orders are all safe. <laughs> It'd be stupid for not to do that, you know, like to get rid of Law and Order. Oh yeah, there was an interesting. Um, so Fox uh, canceled 911, but but 911 is going to be an ABC show for next season. So ABC picked up 911. But then the like the, the like nine one one spinoff like whatever the nine one one spinoff is I think it's Texas maybe or like 
Oh, the Star one? Lone Star, yeah, that one, Lone Star is still going to be on Fox. So, like, that's going to be on Fox, and then the, the Mothership original show is going to be on ABC. So, that's weird. <laughs> oh, and then, um... Jack Ryan over at Prime Video is getting a... Uh, this, it got a release date for its fourth season, but it's going to be the final season. That's going to be June 30th. So Jack Jack Ryan's going to end uh, this year on Prime Video. Still haven't caught it yet. It's it's fine. It's it's like it's you know it's if, if you if you like like 24, it's like it's it's in that vein. Like it's just like a, it's a solid kind of like espionage action show. And uh, yeah, probably, probably definitely more uh, cancellations or renewals as we, because uh, I think I think there's still, you know, I think it's still upfronts, and probably like next week or two we'll probably get much more. So we'll probably dive into some more of those as they come out uh, in the next week or two here. And then uh, last bit of news is we got some news about a couple of uh, upcoming Stephen King adaptations. So like the Stephen King adaptations will never stop, <laughs> and we're getting a uh, adaptation of The Life of Chuck. Which is uh, a short story from uh, the 2020 Stephen King anthology book, uh, If It Bleeds. And this is this the big thing with this one is, is is it's coming from Mike Flanagan, um, who obviously directed Doctor Sleep and Gerald's Game and The Haunting of shows and uh, Midnight Mass over at Netflix and Midnight in the Midnight Club on Netflix. So he's going to be directing this movie, and uh, Tom Hiddleston and Mark Hamill are starring this in this movie. And it's basically it, it the life of Chuck. It tells the story of Charles Krantz in reverse. So basically, it starts when he dies of a brain tumor at 39, then he like goes backwards, and then he like he, he spent like a childhood in like a haunted house. So basically, like, it's kind of three three separate stories going backwards in time, for, like for like his whole life. And it, it, Tom Hiddleston is, is playing is playing Charles Krantz, and then Mark Hamill is going to be playing a different like uh, a different character. Watch him also be Charles Krantz, just Benjamin Buttony. And then apparently, um, tonally, apparently they're going for like a this kind of similar feel to like Stand by Me, Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile kind of style of Stephen King. So maybe maybe not like the like as spooky. Like in, in horror, or or like horror style of for this one for the Steam Cantation. So, but uh, I mean, Mike Flanagan is yo, he's never steered us wrong <laughs> yet. So, uh, and like he's he's probably done like some of the best Steam King annotations of like the last like decade, arguably like Doctor Sleep and Gerald's Game and um, did you want did you do one more? I feel like he did might have done one, one more, but. I mean, he like all all of his stuff is like super interesting and like just shot beautifully, like incredibly acted. So I'm just I'm whatever he's doing, I'm on board for. And then the other Stephen King adaptation is we're getting a, uh, an adaptation of The Monkey, which is from uh, the iconic Stephen King anthology series this, uh, book, The Skeleton Crew, which um, among other things like brought us The Mist. The Mist was in The Skeleton Crew as a short story. And so the monkey is going to be turned to a, a, a movie. Uh, Theo James is going to star in it. And it's basically these two brothers find a uh, one of those old like monkey symbol toys in the internet and like their like uh, uncle's attic or in their father's attic. And then it's cursed. And every time it, cl- it clangs its symbols, like someone dies close to them. So it's like monkey's paw, but yes, more of a toy. Mm-hmm. And uh, James Wan is going to is going to produce what this one, um, and it's going to be uh, directed by Osgood Perkins, who directed a the horror a kind of indie horror movie called Long Legs. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's that, those are both coming uh, soon here. Um, and I think I think there's a slew of other like Stephen King adaptations coming in the in like because like there's always there's always Stephen King adaptations either in development or you know getting released so and 
And uh, yes, yeah, so that'll do it for uh, news this week. So why don't you jump into show and tell? And uh, Chris, you seen anyone last week or so here? Uh, I was watching uh, Cube. Okay. Like the old heart. I just like threw it on while I was doing some work and you know putting some stuff on. Not the. Uh, isn't there like what country? There's was a it? Japanese one a that J- came out. Yeah. Yes. And there's also another country did a Cube movie, and they essentially just copied the plot. But the Japanese yes. one I heard is it's like exactly the same, like everything down to the twist and then the yeah I think I think that the Japanese one is like a like literally a shot like like almost like a shot for shot remake like right right it's dialogue graphics, yeah. but yeah. yeah it's the same idea and uh, Q really Q to me still like is interesting the it's like a character study it's a breakdown of morality it's mm-hmm. a fun sci-fi mind bendy thing that it's far-fetched but grounded enough where it's uncomfortable you know like just the concepts and then the the like trick of the movie and we still never know what the hell the cube like purpose or well, did they did they did they kind of get into that a little bit and like the like yes. the prequels I mean, and the like I, I so Cube Zero uh, and Hypercube. I did. I recently watched Cube Zero. I also was all on Pluto. It was like a back to back marathon. Yeah. So going from Cube, so I was watching this and just remembering how good and just like enjoyable this is. Cube Zero is the opposite of just I don't know like. The philosophy, the like mystery, the whole purpose is very flawed because they explain a lot, but then they don't. The first movie is just sort of like, why are we here? This is punishment. Oh, it's about a corporation. And then that's it, right? The prequel movie, Cube Zero, it has to do with that too, but then there's an added level of of religion or something. It's like... Someone makes it out of the cube, and then they're asked, do you believe in God? And if they don't answer yes, they get burnt. But it doesn't explain that if you said, like, I mean, if you say no, you get burnt. But if you say yes, we have no idea. The movie never proposes, like, what happens, like, after that. I think I, it's like, I don't think it matters, because a person basically goes through hell in this cube, and then it's like, well, why would a God make me do this? It, okay, like I said, it brings up a semi-religious thing maybe 15 minutes in the movie or less, right? And then never brought up again. No religious overtones or nothing, just never brought up again. Uh, and that's, like, distracting. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's flawed because you introduce a whole new thing that in the first two Q movies never really touched a lot. Hypercube is weird. It, it's more gore than story, but this is, like, none of that. The gore is very toned down, and it's just, like, super low budget. Uh, the sets look better. Like, I mean, the concept of the sets look okay, but they're not as clever as the first movie with the math and the whole, like, pattern. This movie, Cube Zero, is more, I don't know, like, there's no determining. No one's a math genius. No one figures out... Um. Like, at least logically, it doesn't seem sound of how to figure out, like, a room that is trapped or not. They sort of just guess. I I think it's, like, so forgettable. I even forgot, like, how they did it. They sort of just get into a room and, like, hope for the best. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that's interesting about Cube Zero is that there's one character who's this, like, overseeing villain. He shows up uh, halfway through the movie, and he's sent from management to oversee what's going on in this, like, cube. And he is, like, he just chews the scenery. He's, like, Raw Julia-style, uh, just uh, crazy dialogue, no rhyme or reason. It's it very, like, you enjoy him. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, he's played by... Is he Michael Riley? No, that's, is that him? I think it's Michael Riley. I mean, I find who this actor is, but... He's, he's, like, enjoyable. There's, like, again, he shows up, and he looks like a cartoon villain. He kind of rants and talk and has his, like, maniacal cartoon, like, tone to him, where he is picking victims and trying to explain the process, and the way he talks to his men is very, like, calm, but very, it's very, like, 
it stands out. Like, it's very clashes with what's going on. So because of that, like, I find his, I want to know more about his character and all that, but we never get more. And it, it's such a, uh, like, letdown. And so I, you could see where all the money went based on the set designs, the, the cube, the lighting. And the third, not, I'm not going to say the third act, just like the last five minutes of the movie, there's this chase sequence that happens outside in the forest of Canada. Just somewhere in, like, all these Q movies are made in Canada starring Canadian actors. Mm-hmm. But the last five minutes, they use all, like, all what's left, the, the, left over in the budget to film a shaky cam sequence of characters running, and then, I guess, like, a super high-tech sniper rifle or machine gun trying to shoot at them. And the graphic work is, like, MS Paint with, like, GIF art. Like, it's it's so, like, why would they even bother trying to make this, like, AK-47 slash, like, sniper rifle? I, it's like, I can't even identify the weapon. They just glued, like, aerosol parts together and made, like, a, a gun. And then they're supposed to show you the first-person view through the scope. And it's just, like, it's just immersion-breaking. You know what I mean? Like, it just looks so horrendous that I'm like, what is this? Is this a movie from, like, the 80s where they sort of were figuring out how to do, like, POV camera shots mm-hmm. on a cheap budget, like, on tape? But it, it's so distracting. I, I I was just like, what? And, the, and the, mo- the ending? It's supposed to, like, come full circle where supposedly... The character that you see in the first movie is the same character you see here, like uh, another one. But it's open ended enough where it it could be, it, it, maybe it's not. We won't know. Uh, but nothing's explained, you know. Like it kind of like goes back to, oh shit, it's a mystery again. Like we'll never explain this, haha. <laughs> and, that, and then like the whole series is over. Besides the remakes that keep coming out, you'll just never get a coherent why. You know, and that's why the first movie, you just saw the first movie, you're good. You don't need to see the rest. Hypercube is, I mean, I saw the movie a few times, too. I think I own Hypercube on DVD somewhere. But Hypercube is a strange, like, movie because, like, it's skippable. You don't need to see it. But they introduce quantum physics in it. And I feel like that was like, okay, we're going to step up these traps and introduce like time dilation and multiverses and, and sort of like portal technology. And then I think like in Hypercube in a deleted scene, they explained that the cube is actually like a, a testing object so that they can test like portals. But it, it clashes with the whole first and third movie. Like it doesn't make any sense of like we're testing portals and cubes. Uh, but, yeah, the Cube trilogy is so weird, but it's like, if you watch the first and second to sort of just be a prequel to the first movie, you, you can, like, there's giant plot holes, but you can sort of bridge the gap. And Mm -hmm. I think, like, even the directors and writing team, they never officially said, yeah, this is blatantly a a prequel. And then fans sort of just connected the dots and go, yeah, yeah, it's good enough. But, I mean, it's not, like, we're gonna get a Cube remake in America. I mean, I think they wanted to. They want to do a full-fledged American movie, but they just keep, I guess, like, foreign countries look like Cube better, so they keep getting their versions. So, yeah, it, it's a strange series. Uh, it, it's horror movies, high like, sci-fi, high sci-fi, because it's, like, there's fantasy elements, but there's, like, I don't know, human drama, in at least the first, the first one, second one it weans, third one it's just non-existing. There is just weird BS happening in the third one. They introduce characters that you think are sticking around a lot quicker, and then they start picking them off like every five minutes, and then you're just left with just like, oh shit, this is the main cast. Like this was budgetary reasons why now it's like three people were watching mm-hmm. for most of the movie. So yeah, like I said, the villains are fun. The villains are the best part of of Cube Zero. Uh, where in Cube 1, there's no villain, or, like, people just become villains. So, you know, it, it's a strange, um, I guess, like, fandom for it, because it's like, do you root for the cube, or do you root for the people? 
And it's like, nah, like everyone's kind of terrible. Yeah, I think the, the big thing about the first one too is like kicked off uh, Vincenzo Natale's career because that was like his first movie, and he's also and he's gone to like direct like you know Splice and In the Tall Grass and multiple episodes of like Hannibal and Westworld and American Gods and he gets tension. The first he I, I say it, the first movie holds up. Second movie, I can't even tell you who even stars in it. And then third movie, it, it's just a cast full of nobodies. <laughs> At least not in North American. It, it, yeah. Canadian-wise, they're just like random Canadian actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's it for me, mostly. Just two movies and then, I don't <laughs> know, Modern Family, just put on the noise. Uh-huh. Well, I saw the weekend's biggest movie, which was Guardians Volume 3. Um which uh I think di- didn't do as well as the second movie, but like, you know, like as far as like, you know, openings go, it did fairly well. Um it like kind of outgrossed expectations a little bit. Um and uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was uh, pretty like definitely. It's definitely more fun than I thought it was gonna be because like I think if you you, know, you saw the trailers and you were like, oh man, this is gonna be like a it's like <laughs> traumatic like 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 they're gonna like murder every like all the cars are gonna get killed and like it's gonna be like a, like a horrific nightmare. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely much more fun. It's it's definitely has a lot of like a ton of like the Guardians fun you've come to expect. Like it's not like there there is some like disturbing a little bit disturbing like d- like darker stuff in it but like it's not like it's not like a constantless like <laughs> like sad nightmare of like a movie that you thought it was gonna be they're um, building it as that they're giving like weird warnings where it's like it's yeah. gonna you're gonna have to like talk to your kid after this yeah i mean there's definitely some stuff where like if you're like kid like there's some stuff that like it's probably like would like horrify kids like i mean there's like you know they're like you know torturing like they're showing, they're showing, like, because a lot of the movie, like, there's like, a ton of, uh, like, you basically, you basically get all of Rocket's backstory, and, like, his backstory is, like, so, like, tragic and horrific, and, like, they show a lot of, like, you know, he's, like, getting, like, you know, surgery on him, and, like, they're, like, doing these, like, crazy experiments on animals, and, like, 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 trying to, like, twist them and transform them into, like, these, like, you know, like the perfect, perfect society. Cause like, like, cause the main villain is the high, high evolutionary. Who's played by, uh, Chuck Woody Iwuji from Peacemaker. Um, and he, so he's trying to like create like this, like perfect society. He's basically, and then he creates like, you know, counter earth, which is like a, a, basically a copy of earth, but it's all like, you know, human or like animal anthropomorphized animals. Oh, furry kind stream. Of, kind of human, humanized animals or like evolved animals. And like Rocket, it was part of like a like this like original test group where it's like in like he has like he has like these group of friends. They're all like they have like cyborg arms and like uh, they've been like kind of horribly like you know tortured and manipulated. But then they're all like they're all just like but they're all still like very like super sweet and like you're like you just like you kind of like instantly love all of them. And then that makes like whatever happens like all of them like even worse. But um. And then, and then, like, kind of the, the inciting incident of the movie is that, like, uh, the, like, the High Evolutionary wants Rocket back, like, he, cause, like, he created him and he, he wants him back for, like, whatever, I won't spoil it, like, but for, like, whatever, like, like, plot he has going, like, his, like, latest plot he wants going on. So he sends Adam Warlock after him. Oh, I thought it was the other person, not, at, like, High, high Evolutionary. Yeah, well, they, they, they explained the movie, like, High Evolutionary created, like, the Sovereign. Ah. That was like one of the society, like that was like one of the many societies that he created. So and then he like forces them to like take Adam like out of his like you know his like cocoon early. So wait, was, wait, 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 wait. Now does this clash with the internals? I don't know. He he didn't he didn't make the I don't think he he didn't make the internals. He made like didn't someone make him from the internal or like the gods he's he's like he's like his own super powerful being like he has i don't think he has anything to do with like the like the like c- celestials or like the yeah, like the bullshit things yeah he's like he's like his own like side area of like super powerful cosmic beings 
but yeah, but he he made like he made the sovereign. He made a, some other a couple other like these like these like societies. Um, but yeah, but yeah, the, so like the like the, kind of the big opening is like uh like Adam Warlock attacks nowhere. Um, and, and the thing about uh Adam Warlock in this movie is that he's kind of like. If, don't go in expecting like the like classic comic Adam Warlock because he's he's definitely they make him more of like he's more like Thor from like the first Thor movie or like like he's like a like like a like dumb idiot <laughs> like or like a but he talks like a like a like a Shakespearean idiot like he talks like oh, with like a very like very like you know like Thor esque like way of talking but he's like a is like, that a twist that they play it on him like he's a I think, Shakespearean I, idiot. I think in the comics he's like a much more serious, like you know, like actual, like like a like serious, like super intelligent, like he's like like one of the like ultimate powers in the universe. And then here, yeah, yeah here, that's what I was thinking. And then yeah, here he's like, like yeah, he's like he's like a himbo, basically. He's like a, just like this like golden, like like just like dumb dumb idiot who like is, but super powerful, like insanely powerful, but like. It's like uh like a dumb teenager because <laughs> like they took him out of his cocoon too early, and then like uh, Aisha like Elizabeth Becky is like his mom basically and like they have like this like you know like mom teen son relationship which is like like he's like God mom stop stop telling me to do things <laughs> like so it's it's funny but it's definitely it's definitely not if you're don't go in expecting like you know like classic like you know like Infinity Saga like comic book Adam Warlock. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then all, all all the all the gardens get like at least one really like you know like one because this is this is basically like the send off like most of the original team, so they all get like one at least one big like like emotional scene or like or like action scene or like some sort of like highlight scene. There's actually I think actually like one, maybe one of the best action sequences of the entire MCU in this movie where it's like all the guardians are like fighting like this group of guys like the like the group of like like weird like monsters and soldiers and like this like it's it's it's, it's kind of like the ultimate hallway fight because it, it is it is a marvel hallway fight but it's like mm-hmm. it's like this like all the guardians and it's like slow motion like you know, everyone's doing awesome stuff so definitely one of the highlights of, the, of this movie is like that's that scene it's it, it, it's set to the beastie boys like no seat to brooklyn so we're second use of that this year after the super mario bros movie I think I think definitely works better here than in uh I mean because it, it's not as obvious as the Super Mario Bros. movie where it's like, hey, they're in Brooklyn, no sleep till Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then and then also like lots of like like just crazy weird like they go to like this like research facility. It's like a like a giant disgusting like organism that they like break into. And uh and like um. Some more stuff with like, uh, like there's, there's a funny bit with like they, they're, they're like constantly cutting back to like um, Kraglin and Cosmo on nowhere. And it's like there's a really funny bit where like Kraglin calls Cosmo a bad dog, and then she's like, "Take it back, take it back. I'm not a bad dog." And they they both have like they both have like more to do like uh, after after like the holiday special where they're like basically like established as like guardians as well. Wait, she became an official guardian. They're, they're, yeah, because they yeah they're, they're, they they get they, they they stay behind to like watch over like nowhere when the the main guardians team goes, but they they're like constantly coming back to them, and like Kraglin's trying to fix, like he's, he's trying to like master like Yandu's like uh you know like his like whistling dart thing. Oh, he's, he like, still hasn't done that. He, yeah, he's not he's not very good at it, and then like Kazu's making fun of him, and then and then there's like a, there's like a funny little bit where like they're like playing poker with like Howard the Duck and like a bunch of other characters come back and. Do they do any reference to the Christmas special? Yeah, yeah, if. if well, they don't they don't reference it, but like it it's it just like assumes you've seen it. So like they're like you just have to like if you haven't seen the holiday special, like, you definitely need to like watch it before this because then then they you know yeah they establish cosmos like and then like that that the guardians like run nowhere now and then like that like Mantis is like Peter's sister like all that all that stuff that was in the holiday special they revealed is just like they just they don't like they don't do like a recap of that here. They're like oh remember remember when I revealed like when Mantis revealed it's like Peter's sister. It's like they don't do any of that stuff. It's just like, you should have seen the Holiday Special. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 good. It's it's like it's definitely if you're a fan of Guardians, like they're all everyone's great. Every like they all, it's all like all like the like 
banter like back and forth and the, and the music choices and all, all that stuff that here some some really like really fun visuals and like action and uh, def- definitely definitely one of the best MCU movies like in like the recent in like the recent batch like it's definitely better than like Love and Thunder and Quantum Mania and probably probably uh, probably probably Wakanda Forever too because like Wakanda Forever was pretty good but it was also like a mess of like a bunch of like like setups for the future stuff and like uh like kind of like a, a, a kind of a complicated like a weirdly complicated plot and then this this like the plot is like like is like like pretty straightforward like they had like they have to like save rocket and you know stop the high evolutionary it's like it's it's not as like and there's like there's like really no this, this doesn't feel like there's any like setups for like future stuff there might be there's like setups for like future movies like possibly and like the like mid credits scenes and stuff but like there's no like oh and then here's get ready for like you know <laughs> this disney plus show here's this character that's only gives this only here because does disney plus show doesn't do any tie into ant-man no Wow, they really are trying to distance themselves from that, huh? Well, I mean, they're probably—I don't know—like they're probably like, I don't know what the like the like overall thing is, but yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no Kang stuff in this one. It's this, it's very standalone. It's very like, like wrapping up and or like kind of like you know like the like, uh, like closing out the trilogy of like the like the Guardians and like so it's 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 very standalone. In like the Guardians trilogy, and there's not really a lot of like overall MCU <laughs> plot. Uh, for not a movie. Yeah, no there's no Infinity Gen that just shows up. No, yeah, no, no Kang, no alternate Kangs, no like multiverse stuff. It's 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 just like a just it's just it's just a Guardian story. But yeah, I, yeah, definitely definitely check it out if you haven't not seen it. Um, it's it, especially if you're a fan of the Guardians, like it's definitely like very like satisfying, like fun kind of like emotional setups for like some of the characters and like um just like a really a, a really great way to kind of close out this like James Gunn trilogy. And then I also saw um the first couple of episodes of the new Gendy Tarakovsky show, Unicorn Warriors Eternal. Which is on Adult Swim and also on HBO Max, soon to be called Max. Uh, so this is this is uh, getting Tarkovsky's follow up to Primal, which I think ended last year. Um, and apparently, apparently this is like he's been working on this one for like this show for like a decade or called like this is like like a, a past year project that he's been working on for like trying to get done, like made for like years, and it's finally out. Um, and it has it has it has a ton of like all the stuff that he's like had like other shows is like all kind of combined in this one show like it's got like his it, like the, kind of like the look of it is like very like classic cartoon like max fleischer like basically like like he like i think Gary Tarkovsky said like his like influences like it's like max fleischer and like like osamu tezuka like it's like astro boy mixed with like popeye mixed with like uh like kiyo miyazaki like it's like all, all of his like animation influences and also like all of his like like it's like you know Samurai Jack kind of like what like like you know like what your historical warrior stuff and like uh crazy creatures and like steampunk it's like everything that he's like had in like other shows all combined in one show but um basically the premise is that there's this team there's like this trio of heroes who are uh every like every every couple decades or every like couple hundred like every throughout throughout history basically they they get like, resurrected as and then they fight like this like ancient evil and they basically are able to, like every time they fight it off they like it, like they like go into hibernation again and they get they get like resurrected again when the evil comes back and so there's like an elf named eldred and there's like a, a cosmic monk who can like see through all all the space and time named sang and there's like a sorceress named melinda and then there's a steampunk uh robot named copernicus who like he's the one that like shows up in every every time in every time period and, like re- like Basically finds like the like they're like reincarnated like soul or like, reincarnated version of them and like brings them back. So basically, it's like there's there's someone who's like the reincarnation of them and then like when Copernicus shows up, he like tr- transforms them into like their like their, their, their like turns into like their like like hero identity again. Mm-hmm. So it's like so it's like it's like someone someone's just like a random person that's like oh you're like you're the you're uh, Eldred the elf reincarnated so I have to like turn you back into Eldred again. 
I but feel that, like this is uh, close to that Mark. Uh, what's his Mark face? Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Like yeah. Infin- kind of. Yeah. It's kind of. It has like an infinity. St- they're kind of like. They're kind of like infinites. Yeah. But then, kind of like, like the twist, or like the like issue with this with this newest like reincarnation is that like Melinda, who is it, well, Melinda's saying who like are both like in child bodies, like or like teen bodies, and normally they're in like adults. So then there's like this like it's like the the powers are kind of out of control now because they're like they're not, like the, the bodies can't handle it or not are kind of like they're like it's like this conflict of like like Melinda's like is like like kind of just like caught between like her like her like ancient like melinda identity and like her like like this like victorian like uh like woman that she like turned into emma who's like getting married and then like at, basically at her wedding like her parent shows up and turns her into like melinda and like ruins the entire wedding but then she's kind of like stuck between it's like i don't know who i am right now and then like um sang who's like it's like this like you know like, kind of cut, this monk who like kind of floats around like is like can see through space and he has like these like, like mystical powers like he's like a little kid so he's like he's like constantly distracted by like what he sees in like the, like the alternate universe when normally he's like able to control it and like focus and like be able to like help them like con- like uh control everything but like he's just like he's like oh he's fighting it's like oh a whale <laughs> a space whale and he just like floats off and like follows it so like they're not they're not as powerful as they normally are because like two of their two of their members are, like are like not in the like uh, in like it's he's so like maturing. Yeah, immature p- p- bodies that are causing like their powers to go haywire. But yeah, it's it, it's it's if you're if you're into like Gendarkowski stuff, it's like it's a very it's a very uh, it has like a lot of his a lot of his stuff. Like the actions is is awesome. There's like tons of like cool ideas and like designs and like they fight like a like a one the first episode they fight like a zombie like reanimated elephant. <laughs> That like it looks, looks like straight out of Primal, uh, but then a lot, a lot of characters have like like very like classic cartoon like 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 Cuphead style in like that era of cartoon like look to them. So yeah, it's 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 definitely it's definitely and it's much more dialogue and much more uh, like you know uh, plot and stuff than Primal, um, which I mean Primal was awesome, but like this is definitely. There's, there's characters that talk to each other. There's like an over, like it's much more of like an over, overworking story this time. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna keep watching it because yeah, I, I love all Kenny Harkowski stuff. So, but yeah, it's it's on it's on Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, and HBO Max right now, and I think it's gonna be eight episodes or seven episodes to start with i think i think it might also be like a limited series i don't think it, i don't know if it's gonna have like a second season like this movie just like the one one season and then uh last thing i watched is i watched police story 3 aka super cop because there was a new uh 4k release of it uh released recently um 88 films put it out which is like i think they're putting out is this kind of like there's i think there's similar like vinegar syndrome where they're putting out like a lot of like classic or like more like like under like uh under the radar jackie chan stuff like martial arts stuff um along with like like huge stuff like super cop um but yeah it's a yeah it's a a blu-ray and 4k um the 4k looks incredible uh it looks like like it looks like like super cop was like filmed like yesterday it's it's so like crisp and clear like it looks like they shot this thing like (laughs) like last month or something and it has like the original Hong Kong version and the like US version, so you can watch either version. Um, and it's super cop is still awesome. I mean, <laughs> it's um, like just like the, the whole the whole like ending action sequence with like the helicopter and like Michelle Yeoh almost like getting, almost getting killed by getting thrown off a butt like a train onto a car and like. <laughs> Which I mean, this have you like the outtakes of that scene are, is is like one of the craziest outtakes ever in a Jackie Chan movie. Like like Michelle Yeoh like falls off a car. Mm-hmm. And and just like Hong Kong standards are like whatever. Yeah. It's as safe as we can try to make it. Mm-hmm. And oh, then that that would be CGI by today's standards. Yeah. Or, or or like in like a green street in the volume or something. Not like on the streets of like. Hong Kong, where they were throwing throwing your main actress off of a fucking train onto a car. <laughs> the only person doing it now is like Tom Cruise. 
Even then, I think the insurance premiums on him are pretty high. Yeah. And then the whole, and then the, like obviously the whole like Jack Chan hanging from a helicopter thing is is insane. And yeah, and then like all, and then, like the like the like the like the predator style like the, like the village getting like blown up by like rocket launchers and like um that whole like like tr- like the raid sequence in that like that sequence is amazing. And then, and then, like a lot of like, like classic like Jack Chan humor too. Like the, the, the whole sequence, like they end up in like that like hotel and like uh, I think it's like Thailand or something. They go or like Bangkok or they go they go somewhere. And then like um, like like Maggie Chung's there. May is like a tour guide. And then there's the, the whole like wacky like like they, like there's, there's Jack, Jack Chan like basically is like telling everyone like oh she's, she's like a hooker. She was trying to like sell me she's, like I was her body. Like, yeah, like. And then like uh whatever like like uh Panther like like the guy that they're trying to like go undercover with is like oh how much? <laughs> yeah, that, it, it's such a kind of cringy '90s humor of just these like scumbags. Because the like I remember they show up to this rich guy's house and don't yeah. they drown some dude? Yes, yeah. Well, they show up and he's playing like Nintendo or something, and then they're like, "Oh, kill them!" And then like, he's like, "Oh, it's just a test." And then it's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, like that, that guy like betrayed us or something, like drown him in the pool." <laughs> like, and then he, then he go then that's the they go and they go and like he like kills all the other like rival like drug dealers, and then because they're like buying like whatever like heroin or cocaine or whatever from like the like like. Uh, like ju- like the Vietnam like jungle like general guy, and then that's awesome, when like awesome drug dealer guy. And yeah, like we well, need to go to this road area. We're gonna betray everyone, and then I guess Jackie Chan was hired as a mercenary to take out a lot of guys, but he just doesn't look imposing. Jackie Chan just looks like a farm boy. Like you know, he doesn't look. Like the kind of guy you want to bring. You want some tough mercenaries. The well, helicopter it, pilot guys look way tougher than Jackie yeah. Chan did. Well, it's also funny too because like it's like they go like he he, he goes undercover and he's like uh, breaks break helps like break the, the like Panther the guy like he breaks him out of prison and they go to like J- like Jackie Chan's hometown quote unquote and then they meet like Michelle Yeoh and like it's like maybe his sister and, like all his like family members and stuff and then like. They both show that they're like insanely good at martial arts, and it's just like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't question this at all. <laughs> like, especially, especially like Michelle Yeoh, like it was just like this, like she just, it's like for all that they know, she's just like this, like she just lived in like this small town in, in Japan or like in China for like, and just like it's just like this like rural town, but she's like mm-hmm. a crazy martial artist, and there's like no question, there's no question, like oh yeah, come on, come join our, join our criminal gang. Yeah. Uh, besides, she can fight. It doesn't mean she's a good mercenary. Yeah. Like, uh, half of the end of the movie is, like, guns. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, yeah, just some of the, some, some of the best Jack Chan action, uh, especially that, yeah, that, that final, that final sequence is, like, one of the best, um. And yeah, definitely. If you're a fan, if you're a fan of Supercop, uh, that that 4K is uh pretty like it's a pretty great set. Like it look it looks incredible. There's tons of special features on it. Um, uh, there's like there's like tr- like trailers and like there's like interviews with like like I think Stanley Tong, there's like an interview with like Stanley Tong, the director of it, and um like like uh commentaries and you get like also you get like a this like book with like a lot of like photos and like promo stuff from the movie so definitely check it out and then yeah they they have a ton of like 80 this 88 films uh that's putting it out it has like a ton of like other like they put out i think they put out like uh like all four in the line of duty movies which is like the michelle yo cynthia rothrock movies and dragons forever on 4k and uh gorgeous hmm, gorgeous is okay So yeah, definitely. I would say definitely check them out if you're if you want to like if you want like uh some like 
uh, some like more obscure martial arts movies on 4K. Um, they, they put out a lot of, like uh, I think a lot of like Shaw, some some of the Shawbler stuff is also they're putting out in, like 4K too. So. And uh, yeah, so that's gonna do it for this week. We can wrap things up. Uh, definitely head over to the site. We've got all of our usual features and news and trailers, and uh, uh, you can all the trailers we talked about this week are up there. You can check out all of our other stuff that usually goes up. Uh, there's gonna be a commentary up soon, uh, next couple week week or two here. Uh, for May, you can go back and listen to our Double Dragon commentary from last month. Uh, still, and. Yeah, and then, and then all of our usual features up there as well. So head over check all this stuff out. And for Chris, I'm Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.